Sports Central. In conversation with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. It's Money FM 89.3. You're on 12 to 1 with me, Adrian Abraham. Novak Djokovic has clinched his 19th Grand Slam title and his second French Open title. He came back from two sets down to beat Stefanos Tsitsipas. And joining me on the line is Ahmad Akhtar, former broadcast journalist at Fox Sports Asia. And we're going to be reviewing the 2021 French Open. Ahmad, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm great, Adrian. I have to admit that for much of that tournament, I was suffering from an extreme case of FOMO, not being able to bask in the Parisian sun and watch some of the action unfold in the flesh, but extremely privileged to have been able to see it on the telly nonetheless. Yeah, the weather was incredible. And if you remember last year, the tournament was postponed, so they had to play it during winter. But this time, conditions were spectacular, to say the least. Let's start with the final. Djokovic played Tsitsipas. Now, Tsitsipas has had a great run of form recently, particularly in the Grand Slams. He did exceedingly well at the Australian Open. came back from two sets down to beat Nadal before going on to lose against Daniel Medvedev. But what did you make of Djokovic's performance, given that it went to five sets? He came from two sets down, but, you know, he just needs a sniff, doesn't he, Djokovic? Yeah, truly breathtaking, unbelievable. You know, I've, I've, I've run out of superlatives to describe this man. Incredible match. You know, first of all, the first five-set match uh, in a Roland Garros final since 2004. Um, so, so the fans who were there who would be able to see the match were extremely privileged that they got their money's worth. Um, and, and then again, you know, Tsitsipas was on song in those first two sets. Um, he couldn't put a foot wrong. He was serving well. Um, he was dictating play. But as he admitted later on in, in the post-press conference, winning two sets, especially against someone of Novak's quality, is equivalent to doing nothing yet. You know, we, we've all seen Djokovic before. Um, you know, he's been rattled before, but you knew he'd come back in some way, shape or form. And he went off for that mysterious bathroom break to change his clothes. And again, like he did against Mazzetti, came out looking a completely different player, um, started to dominate, returns were hitting the lines, he was getting his first serves in. And it obviously sapped the momentum that Tsitsipas had, had worked so hard to obtain in those first two sets and unsettled him. Um, and really fantastic. I mean, it's just still unbelievable that Djokovic was able to come back from two sets to love down for the first time, actually, in a Grand Slam final to win it. Um, he's won 35, I believe, uh, five-set matches. Uh, and he's won five five-set matches coming back from two sets of love down. But the first time he's done it in a Grand Slam final. Um, and he keeps shattering all these records, you know, first man in the open era to win all slams at least twice. Um, he's arguably looking uh, like like he's going to end up being the greatest of all time objectively. Um, uh, and, his, and his other two rivals, really, they've been, they've been fantastic. But Djokovic is the most complete player, in my opinion, um, of all time. Yeah, 19th Grand Slam title, just one behind Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal. He's now won two out of two available Grand Slam titles this year. Earlier won his favourite Grand Slam, which is the Australian Open. In the semi-final was a bit of an epic we were just talking off air how, you know, that went to the early hours of Saturday morning here in Singapore. I think I went to bed about 5.20 in the morning. It was an epic. But what cost Nadal from claiming his 14th? Now, just saying that number is just ridiculous. 14th French Open title. 
Yeah, I, I recall our conversation before this tournament, and I mentioned that Djokovic would fancy his chances in the semi-final against Rafa, and it proved correct. I think it wasn't so much the mistakes Nadal made as much as the brilliance that Djokovic brought to the contest. Um, I think he'd obviously, for me, what, what struck me the most was the fact that eight months after getting hammered in straight sets, Djokovic was able to decode, crack the code of defeating Rafa at, at Roland Garros. And I think it was incredible that he was able to do it um, learn from that defeat. Uh, in the pre-match presser, I think Djokovic also said the vibes felt different. And, and it was astonishing, really, for him to come back from five love in the first set to win. I think what really changed the game, many may not agree with this, but the fact that he was able to break Nadal back in that first set and not get bageled uh, and finish at 6-3 ultimately gave him the confidence to go on and win. Because if he had gone down six love, uh, and Nadal had taken an early break in the second. I think it would have been curtains for, for Novak. But that said, I mean, what a contest, right? That third set in itself, 92 minutes. And I think even more remarkable, 50 of the 57 matches prior to this one, the player who had won the first set won the match. Um, I think Djokovic being able to overturn Nadal in such a fashion in his own living room, remarkable. If we're going to really pinpoint um, where Nadal went wrong, perhaps the first serves, I think his first service let him down. I think he typically is a little bit more conservative, but he went for it and, and therefore wasn't able to meet a very high percentage of his first serves. And you could tell, you could tell in the third set that even though they were neck and neck, even though there was very little to separate them, that Djokovic had the slight upper hand. Nadal looked very, very fatigued um, because he was, you know, some of those games were lasting six, seven, eight minutes. And for Nadal to have to put that much energy into holding his serve, I think really took a lot out of him in the fourth. And you could tell he was limping. I think he was struggling physically um, with his legs as well. But, you know, really phenomenal performance. Can't take anything away from Novak Djokovic. Yeah, truly was an epic. And, you know, you've taken the talking points straight out of my mouth. I was just going to say that, you know, his first serve did cost him as well as that first set because it had shades of last year's final when Nadal won the first set six love and went on to you know hammer Djokovic but you know let's talk about where he goes from here Nadal because of course still has 20 Grand Slam titles tied with Roger Federer is his time on the clay court his dominance is it fading I'd certainly say that he maybe is not an immortal force on the clay anymore and I think be unfair to say that it's the end of the road, really, because of all that he's achieved. I think sometimes as, as fans and, and really as pundits, we've set such high standards for Nadal at this tournament that one loss is bound to set the rumor mills of retirement spinning again. But, I mean, really, come on, this is only his third loss in 16 years. He's lost to a great champion. He was looking really imperious leading up to this match. Don't forget that in the previous match against Diego Schwartzman, he dropped the second set. And then between the third and fourth, he put on a streak of nine straight games and he was looking really really solid in that game so I think he'll certainly come back next year I'm not sure about this year I believe I remember reading him saying that he will be assessing how he pulls up recovery wise he may skip Wimbledon this year of course there's only two weeks uh, gap between the French Open final and the start of Wimbledon but really I think he'll come back next year to avenge this loss and he'll try and win Roland Garros at least once more he'll take it as a challenge to up his game and defeat Novak on clay and, of course, being so close to history, there's no chance that he'll throw in the towel. Um, you know, I'm reading his autobiography right now, which is a riveting read. I really recommend it. More than anything else, what I've taken from that is his relentless desire to come back, whether it's through difficult losses or from injuries. 
that has been his hallmark throughout his career since childhood. And I think it's no different now. He'll definitely be back. We'll see him again next year for sure. Just love the way Nadal plays and the sort of presence he brings to the French Open and what he's done over the years at Roland Garros is just, you know, remarkable. But let's talk about the other man in conversation, Roger Federer. He pulled out in the fourth round against Matteo Berrettini. He looked all right having not played at a Grand Slam since the Australian Open in January 2020. Now, how will that short break from Grand Slam tennis, you know, help him ahead of Wimbledon? Yeah, look, first of all, I think for the fans and tournament organisers, probably super disappointing to see Federer pull out. But from a personal perspective, it might turn out to be, in hindsight, a really smart decision, decision, especially if he goes on to win Wimbledon, which he's said countless times is his priority for this year. Like you said, two knee surgeries. He hasn't played a Grand Slam since January 2020. Um, he needed to listen to his body, and that, and that third round match against Dominic Kepfer was really just a bruising encounter. You know, it must have had some impact on those knees. But wow, seeing Federer producing some of the brilliance he's come to be known for in that match in front of no fans really was just inspiring and shows that he still has that fire in the belly uh, with his 40th birthday just around the corner. And I think Federer, yeah, it'll hold him in great stead. Look, given what Novak has achieved, um, given that Novak is very likely now to uh, be targeting the Golden Slam, which includes the Olympic gold in Tokyo, if he were to travel there, it still looks a tall order for Federer to win, um, to win that SW19. But he's put so much mentally, physically, emotionally into coming back, especially after that loss two years ago to Djokovic in the final. It'd really be disappointing for him not to go on and win Wimbledon. But I think certainly he made a really smart decision to skip the back end of that tournament in Roland Garros. Yeah, what an epic tennis match that was. You were, in fact, at the Cricket World Cup in England. And Federer actually had match point in that encounter. And, you know, just like Nadal at Roland Garros, Federer and Wimbledon, it's a tale for the ages. Just absolutely, you know, there's something about him and Wimbledon. The thoughts of Imad Akhtar, former broadcast journalist at Fox Sports Asia. Thank you so much, Imad, for joining me on the show. And I can't wait to preview Wimbledon next week. Yep, can't wait either. Looking forward to it, Adrian. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.